Welcome to The Sacred Life. I'm Shan Vanderleek, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with registered dietitian nutritionist Tamar Samuels. Tamar's unique and holistic approach to healthcare integrates functional medicine, positive psychology, and behavioral change techniques pulled from her training in clinical nutrition and coaching science. Tamar has her master's in clinical nutrition from New York University and is a national board certified health and wellness coach. She is also the co-founder of Kulina Health. Welcome to this sacred life, Tamar. Hi, Shan. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. And before we got together this morning, I, I sat and pulled a goddess card for our conversation and just, as always, just started to crack up because Coventina purification rose to the top of the deck. And Coventina's entire message is that it's time for a cleansing detoxification of your, your mind, body, and soul. And I normally ask my guests, well, what do you think that's all about? And I just started to crack up because here we are. You're a nutritionist for crying out loud. You're going to absolutely support this message. I think the concept of cleansing is actually really controversial, especially in the nutrition space. And my approach to cleansing is probably a lot different than what we, the messaging that we typically get out there. I think the messaging around cleansing is usually involves, you know, cutting a bunch of food out and like revamping your entire life in a day. And I think when we think about cleansing, it's, it's more important to really just get clear on like what your goals are, what's working for you, what isn't working for you. And then really think about, okay, like, what do I want in order for me to be successful when it comes to my health? And like, how can we get there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm glad that you said that because when I think of cleansing and detoxification, I think of, oh, how can I add more spring water to my day? How can I be more mindful of the kind of screen time I'm having or you know what I'm letting into my mind? Um, how can I move a little bit more today? Or, oh, you know, I really went a little bit overboard this past weekend. What choices can I make to kind of move back on the path that I want to be on so that I don't stay in that space of over carb or too much fat or sugar or what have you? Yeah, you really nailed it with that. I think much of what you said is focused more on adding stuff in instead of taking stuff out, right? So I right. think that that is how people are so much more successful when it comes to their health is really thinking about how can I add things in that are supportive to my health that make me feel good. Yeah. And the more you do that, at least from my experience, the more I realize when I'm in a position where I could make a choice to, to put something in my body that I, I feel like, oh man, my mouth would really love that. But the rest of my body is not going to be really happy about that later. <laughs> so, you know, like, is it really worth it? And, and being more engaged, I guess, in the decisions that I'm making versus just uh, filling a space or emotional eating or stress eating or any of those things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think food is very charged and that's okay, right? When we think about food, we don't just think about food as fuel. It has so many different contexts in our lives. We think about, you know, community and family. We think about sadness and stress. What I'd like for you to do, if you would, Tamar, is walk me through the process of how a person realizes that 
it's time to partner with somebody like you and, and to really have a dialogue and make an investment and get to the core of how they can be a much healthier version of themselves. Readiness and willingness to change is really, really important. And so I think, you know, if you're going to be successful with any behavior change, it's really important for you to ask yourself if you feel ready. I talk to a lot of people about this, including my team of dietitians who are really struggling to support their patients who just aren't ready for change. Oftentimes, our clients are at a point in their lives where they are incredibly frustrated and overwhelmed with, you know, the misinformation around nutrition, confused about what to eat, how to eat, when to eat. There's so much noise out there and it can feel really overwhelming and they try and experiment on their own and it leads to maybe short-term success or no success at all. Yeah, there's this frustrating cycle of trying something and not working or working for a short period of time and then regressing back to where you were before, even, you know, in a worse place than you were before. So that frustration, I think, really drives people to work with someone who can guide them and help them to understand their bodies, help them to understand the relationship with food. Really someone who has a clinical perspective. They know about the human body. They have clinical experience but they also are delivering personalized information. And that's, that's what we do at Kalina Health. So I think that that's sort of the mind state where people are, are at when they're mm-hmm. ready to receive support. And then the question is, okay, are, are, you, are you ready to make the change? Because at the end of the day, you're going to be working a lot harder than I am, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like behavior change is really difficult. You know, it sure. takes Certainly getting support makes it easier, but it takes more than just education for people to really make changes in their behaviors and their and their lifestyle. And so you have to be ready to and accepting of, of the fact that it's going to be uncomfortable, it's going to be challenging. We're really here to support you on that path and truly understand how difficult it is to, to make changes. But I think nutrition isn't sexy, (laughs) right? Like the perception of eating well and exercising. Like, I think if we kind of look at it on the surface level, it seems like, oh, this is very like sexy and attractive thing, but actually um, it it can be challenging, right? Like it can, it can be challenging to make, make change. That's why it's so important to have like a partner and ally that you trust to support you in that journey. And so then how in your practice, if, if a person is ready to come see you and now they know this, they're ready to to dive in and make the commitment to themselves. Then how does it work? How do you integrate functional medicine with the psychology, with behavioral change? You know, if I were coming into you for our first meeting, what would that look like? If somebody were to work with me specifically, my goal is to really just collect data and really see where um, my clients are at. Um, from baseline. So what does your typical food intake look like? What is your environment like, your eating environment like? Is Are you, you know, sitting at your desk most of the time? Are you working from home? Do you commute? What is your relationship with food? Are you using food for emotional reasons? Are you restricting your intake? You know, how does food operate in your life? What are your stress levels like? We 
utilize food in so many different contexts in our lives. And I think not many people are assessing that and collecting that data. And even just talking with people about food and, and how it comes into their lives in different areas can be really insightful. So we always start with just doing a lot of personal data collection. Uh, we're asking really comprehensive questions about nutrition and food and health overall. You know, I think the other really important piece is clinically what's going on with you. From a functional medicine perspective, we're really looking at treating the root cause of disease, um, which is complex and multifaceted. So when I'm working with clients, thinking about, okay, you're coming in, you have high blood sugar, insulin resistance, what is the root cause of that? Well, of course, genetics plays a huge part in it, but uh, we also know that physical inactivity increases insulin resistance. That's something that we want to focus on. We also know that eating a diet that's primarily composed of refined carbohydrates and added sugars can exacerbate in insulin resistance. And so like really thinking about how we can adjust the lifestyle and the diet and then are you also are you also doing blood work and looking at testing that way as well as your intakes and conversations or yeah absolutely yeah. so i live in new york state and registered dietitians in new york legally can't order blood work but we have a list of recommended labs that are nutrition related that we collect um, before we make any you know major recommendations around supplements i think Supplements can be really helpful. I personally have been on, you know, a handful of supplements. So I think sure. it really comes down to like, what does the clinical data tell us? Like, what is your medical history? What is the, what is the big picture as far as your lifestyle, how you're eating, what you're eating, when you're eating, what are, what do your labs say? Like, what is your current medical picture? And utilizing all of that information to really create like a personalized plan. Sure. And then that's where the hard part is. It's like, okay, so how do we work towards these goals one step at a time, what's important? Because, you know, we can find out all this information, but if you're not ready to make these changes or if you don't want to prioritize changing this aspect of your life or you're just not there yet, then we sort of work on getting there from a behavior perspective. Sure, sure. Well, it's fascinating. And, and I, love how, I love how multifaceted it is because each of us is multifaceted. And to have this approach it's just, there's so much more to it than going in, filling out a form, taking a blood test and being told, okay, this is going on. You need a prescription for this in a year or whatever. <laughs> you know, like yeah. have a good time with that or whatever. And I, I don't mean <laughs> to be quite so snarky and cynical, but that is a big part of what's happening, at least in, in my experience and in, with many of my friends and, and family members and, and just recently i found i found the most wonderful medical practitioner she's an md who also completely embraces eastern medicine as well and supplements and more functional medicine and so it's been such a nice mix because of the way that she treats her patients and the way she treated me just it was more like a of going to see a friend having a conversation about the things that you just mentioned about what's going on with your choices and how is food showing up in your life? And are you doing the things that, that you know will help you feel better? And mixing that with her being a medical doctor as well. But, but that comes back to my, my point being, we're, we're human beings 
doing the best we can in our situation, in our lives, sometimes getting to a point where we realize we can't do it on our own. We need the help that, that you offer. And I got to imagine that by the time somebody's walking in your door, they realize, okay, help me move through this. Help me figure this out because I'm, I am ready. And here I am. Let's go. Yeah. You know when you're ready, yeah, <laughs> right? Of course. I think, of course. I, think, I think most of the people who come to see me, who come to see my dietitian are ready because they've had a lifetime of frustration and they're ready to prioritize it. They know it's going to be challenging. It's going to be a process, but what they're doing isn't working. And that's like one of my favorite quotes. Like you can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results. Right. Yeah, so, right. right. Uh, and yet we do so we bang our head. We bang our head against the wall over and over and over yeah, before totally. we just like enough. Okay. Here comes this cosmic two by four. It's going to whack you in the head. Maybe that'll get your attention. <laughs> I love that. Analogy. <laughs> so, so let's, let's talk about shifting health behaviors through positive psychology and neuroscience. Talk about that because that's fascinating to me. Yeah. So I think when it comes to our health, most people's experience with healthcare providers, and this isn't everyone, there are a ton of incredible healthcare providers out there, but I think a lot of people, at least the people who I've talked to have been, have, haven't really felt heard or they felt that like, you know, they get these sort of blanket um, recommendations, like you need to lose weight or like, yeah, yeah. I'm the, ex I'm the expert and you need to change X, Y, and Z. And so I think when we look, look at things from positive psychology perspective, instead of saying like something's wrong with you, we need to change it. We're saying, okay, what is right with you? Like, what are you good at? And what are your goals? And how can we use your strengths in order for us to get to where you want to be? Yeah. It just changes everything. When you flip it around that way, and it's no longer a thank you next, thank you next. Like, okay, here we are. How's it going? Da, 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 in and out. Just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's I, wrong with you? You're obese. You have type two diabetes. Right. You're vitamin D deficient. Like all of, yes. Well, while some of this may be true, right. That isn't really helping to shift our behaviors at no, all. It causes more, <laughs> it causes more fear and it causes so many emotions to, to come up and it causes shame and it creates more suffering and it's just much better to be able to say, okay, this is where we're at right now, but here are all the kinds of things that we can do to shift that with your strengths in mind, right? Exactly. You nailed it, right? And it also, it's, it's about the client and like them feeling connected to their health. You know, I think positive psychology really helps with that. Supporting people in saying, why is this important to you? <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. why, is it, how can, you know, your doctor said you need to lose weight in order for you to manage your diabetes. That feels like this really difficult thing to accomplish. So why don't we break that down and first start with, you know, is this something that you want to do? Is it important for you to manage your health condition? Most people will say yes. And then why is it important? Because you want to be there for your family because you want to have more energy. I have an 11 month old baby girl. And, mm -hmm. um, it's really helpful for me to 
like self-monitor my nutrition, specifically making sure that I'm eating like three meals because if I don't, three meals in a sack, because if I don't, I get so hungry and then I can't function. Right, sure. <laughs> so like that really motivates me to make sure that I'm grocery shopping every week to make sure that I have snacks prepared to make sure that I am batch cooking. Obviously I have to feed my, my baby too, but really tapping into like what your motivators are, I think can be really empowering for people. And that's like a great example of the power of positive psychology, right? And, and I think that approaching health behavior changes that way can really help to support mindset shifts, um, which then inform changes in behavior change. And so when somebody becomes your patient or your client, you set up specific goals for them and then they, they check in with you or what, what does that look like after that? After you've partnered with somebody and you've gone through the intake and you've uncovered some areas that they can start to work on, then then what? Yeah, exactly. So I think it's about right. We start with collecting. We start with ready readiness to change, right? Yes, of course. And readiness motivation. to change, of course. <laughs> and then we collaborate on setting those goals and making a realistic plan that supports those goals. And that plan could include you know, education in order for us to people to find the motivation to change their behaviors. Maybe they just need a little more information about managing type two diabetes and the connection between that and carbohydrate intake, right? That plan could just be, okay, this week, we're going to focus on learning more about your health condition and just tracking what you're eating as a way for us to identify some things that can support you on your health goals. Here are the specific goals that we set together. I will see you in a week and we will talk through these goals. Okay, gotcha. Not as so, a, so it might be a weekly visit for a while? Yeah, so typically we work with our clients either weekly or every other week at the beginning. And then over time, we can spread those sessions out. The literature says that we see the most change in health markers from a behavioral perspective in the first six months. So we yeah. really want to like capitalize on that motivation in the first six months of somebody changing their behavior or wanting to change their behavior. Um, right. So more frequent follow-ups tends to be more fruitful. Yeah. And I love that too, because then you're establishing trust and a longer term relationship. And then you know that somebody's in your corner, you know, Tamara's in my corner. She's helping me work through this and I'm going to be able to celebrate my wins and also be able to discuss the the parts where maybe I fell off a little bit or fell short a little bit and without making it a, a huge, horrible thing, but with the understanding that, okay, so we get back on and now what what's the trigger for that? Or what did you learn from that experience? So that you're more in the question, right? Instead of telling somebody who they are <laughs> and what they're mm -hmm. all about. Cool. Exactly. You nailed it. I mean, it's just so important to have an ally in your house. There's so much to navigate from like a social, political perspective, from a medical perspective. It's it's difficult for people to be healthy this day and age. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a really I had an experience, Tamara. I've been really mindful about my body and and my nutrition and and stuff for for quite a while now, but um it would ebb and flow, right? And so I was grocery shopping and I went to the store hungry, which I know better. 
And mm-hmm. I also needed to get, I just was like, okay, what can I get that, what can I get that is still a good choice, but like, I need to eat now, or I'm going to like, I'm just ravenous by this point. <laughs> so I shortened the trip and realized that it was, I was my, my grocery bill was going to be twice as much because I was hungry. And what was I going to be putting in my cart? But also I started looking at, there were a few frozen meals to look at, right? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I can just do this, which I, it's not normally a thing. But again, I was really hungry and wanted something now. And I started to look at the pack. I started to read the backs of the boxes more closely than I ever have and realized, oh, no, I don't. Oh, my goodness. Just in this one tiny little meal that isn't even going to be that great. There's like 46 carbs or there's even who even knows how much salt or whatever. Just by simply looking at a few of those boxes, I was able to just snap out of it and go, okay, what do I know that I can do right now? What do I already have? And then I made a, I made a healthy choice and, and got out of there, you know, like before going back to the deli and saying, oh, you know, I'll just have some chicken fingers or whatever. It was just a bizarre and cool thing where, where I really got to see how far I'd come and so I bring that forward because that's something to celebrate when you realize, oh, I'm being mindful right now. As hungry as I am, I'm looking at this and I'm realizing the reward is not, it's not worth it. I would have been better off to get some ice cream or, you know, some mm-hmm. ice milk or some coconut milk, or, you know, something like that. But I wasn't really in, the, in that mood, but I digress from there. But I think you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, I think the ultimate goal for a lot of people that I talk to is for them to feel like they're being intentional about their food choices. Yes. That they're making choices that support their health, their goals, their needs as, you know, whether they're emotional needs or physical needs or a combination of both, they want to feel like it's an intentional choice. Yeah. You know, you can have the ice cream and really enjoy it. And that feels empowering, right? You could also have a well-balanced meal with protein, vegetables, and complex carbohydrates and, and really enjoy that. And that feels empowering. It's about like the, I think the intention and that I think is what you really like highlighted in that story is you, you wanted to choose something that supported you in feeling really good. And if it was ice cream, then you would have felt really happy about it. But, you know, eating a frozen meal wouldn't, really make you feel awesome. So, <laughs> Well, and that's the thing too. I'm a really good cook. When you're, when you're in control of what's going into everything that you're making and you're realizing how much cleaner your meals are when you're making them yourself. And even if you're not a cook like I am, believe me, you can find things to learn to make that are not really difficult. And, and, and yeah. by now there's a million totally. zillion videos to watch to teach you and, and things like that. But what I've learned is that it's the, the fewer ingredients, the better, the cleaner, the better. And it's more fun. I'm having a lot more fun with my food. I'll be, I'm coming up on a year in March of primarily not having any animal protein and dairy. I'm not going to say a hundred percent, but pretty close. And it's just amazing how, how, how I feel, how much better I feel all the way around. The biggest change, realizing how much I don't want any dairy. Like my body really doesn't want it. And I used to love cheese. And we, <laughs> we had an experience where 
we had some pizza, which we don't eat anymore, really. And they put way too much cheese on it. And there would have been a time in my life where I'm like, yeah, extra cheese, right? Bring it on. <laughs> <Looking at this. laughs> and tomorrow I was so grossed out. Like I, I couldn't, I said, that's way too much cheese. Like that's crazy amount of cheese, right? Thought, wow, what a big change. What a change. My choices are so much healthier than they've ever been and coming up on a year. And it's still a challenge. It's, it's still, oh, how can I make this easier? How can I make, because everything that you, everything that's out there in front of you is, you have to dig for the good stuff. You have to know where to get that really wonderful salad that you know is made fresh by somebody else or that wonderful wrap that's been thoughtfully prepared that it's not full of all of the things that we don't want to put in our bodies. Yeah. I mean, I think it's about, you said a few things that I think are important, right? Like it really comes back to the individual and knowing what works for you. And that looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that also changes for everyone over time. You know, there were periods in my life where I was more plant-based and now I have incorporated more animal foods and it makes me feel really good. And I have great energy and if I'm more plant-based then I feel like I'm like really loading up on carbs and that really impacts my energy. And so like, I think experimenting with your body can be really hard. And I think also that's a good trigger to work with a professional too, right? Yeah. Knowing like, don't do it on your own. I've did it on, I've done it on my own and it can be exhausting and overwhelming and tiring. And you end up trying a bunch of different things and it's better to work with someone who can really guide you in that process and understanding how what you're eating connects with your symptoms and really kind of talk you through like the nuances of food and health. And I think, like you said, it's been a year and that process, it takes time. I think sometimes it maybe you feel better physically, but you know, being restricting certain foods entirely can cause a big strain on your mental health, right? And like right. that can do more harm than good from the the picture of our health. So it's so important for us to just really be, you know, tuned in to the subtle things. I think you're probably more tuned in than like the average person to yeah, pretty, your needs. <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty tuned in. But, you know, I also, I also had help. Uh, you know, I did have help and I didn't, I failed to mention that at the, in, in making that choice because it, it was just, there, there were, there are knowings, there are intuitive things that come through for me, but then there's also checking with somebody like yourself and, and in the beginning realizing, oh, 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 I have to be really careful of this now that I'm not doing this, like you said, with the carbs and, and then, oh, it probably really is good for me to have a little bit of animal protein and then wow. to test that and how does that feel and then talk about it and then you know look at the tests and all that kind of good stuff so yeah it's exactly. it, it's very personal and you know one of the last things i want to talk to you about and i know it's not your specialty but i know you're aware of of some pointers that you can share many of the women listening to the sacred life are experiencing perimenopause or menopause moving through menopause and with that can come a whole host of different symptoms in their bodies that change from day to day, kind of like, what's happening now? I'm just, I'm wondering how a program like yours can help women who are trying to navigate through that because it's already so much. Yeah. I mean, certainly having someone to just, as I was saying earlier, having an expert who is experienced 
with certain symptoms and energy levels and how that relates to, you know, your sleep, your movement, your nutrition, right? Like all of these things are intimately connecting. And so having uh, that kind of all overseeing eye of someone who can say, well, you're fatigued because you're not eating enough. That feels like, oh, I'm having difficulty losing weight because I'm in perimenopause, right? And I need to eat more. This doesn't make any sense, right? Maybe it's just that we need to focus on, you know, smaller, more frequent meals throughout the day, stabilizing our blood sugar by having protein with every single meal and snack, having three meals and one to two snacks, right? Balancing out your nutrition with exercise means so many women will exercise fasted or not eat until, you know, 10, 11, because of work and family and kind of like managing that whole dynamic, adding in breakfast can have a huge impact on the rest of what we eat for the rest of, on what we eat for the rest of the day, our energy levels, and therefore impact what we choose to eat. So I think it's really important to think about stabilizing energy uh, when your hormones are changing. And we do that by manipulating our macronutrients, making sure we have protein and fiber I have a jar now that is mixed with um, chia, ground flax, and um, and hemp seeds, and like equal a cup, a cup, a cup, and then I just like shake it up and then put the I don't know a couple tablespoons in or whatever, and then mm-hmm. I get so happy looking at how much fiber I'm adding to you know like mm-hmm. oh how can I get more fiber in that's <laughs> and make it co- more of like a game I guess is why I bring that up. Like I love it. Because well, because if I don't, I'll get bored or and I'll and I'll go back to to something else. But if I look at that and go, look at this, look at how easy it is for me to do this. This is an easy improvement here. Just this little thing. Yeah, exactly. And fiber really helps with, you know, so many aspects of our health. It helps us to feel full on less calories. Um, so it helps with weight management. It supports gut health, um, which I know is something that can be more challenging as our hormones are shifting. Chia seeds have omega-3 fatty acids, which are support, um, you know, our anti-inflammatory that supports our brain health, that supports our heart health. So we're getting like so many bangs for our buck when we're <laughs> thinking yeah. about food in the context of like other aspects of our health and not just weight loss. I think that's another big tip. Like I think when you're going through perimenopause, you're so focused on the weight, 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 you know, how can I lose weight? I'm gaining weight. It's more difficult for me to lose weight. But if you shift your focus on, you know, when I add in chia seeds, um, they offer all of these other benefits that at the end of the day are going to support weight weight management, but are supporting our health and our body in, in different ways as well. Right. Right. Well, I'm so glad you do the work that you do. And I know you worked really hard to get to where you're at and to become uh, the co-founder of, and say the name of the company again, Kulina, is it Kulina? Kulina Health. Kulina, okay. I keep wanting to destroy the name. That's that's big to be the co-founder there and to do the work that you're doing and all of the time and investment in your education and coming here today. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Shan. I appreciate it. It's just, you know, it's so... I feel very grateful to be able to support people through your podcast, even if they're, you know, not signing up with Kulina to just be able to listen to someone who, um, you know, they can relate to and who knows what they're talking about when it comes yes, to the science. Yes, nutrition. yes. Well, go ahead and tell our listeners how they can work with you. The best way to 
learn more and to come forward and maybe start a relationship. If you're interested in working with one of our dietitians at Kalina Health, you can go to kalinahealth.com and we actually offer free discovery calls. So you can book a discovery session with me or with one of our dietitians. We're in network with the most major insurance companies. Hop on a call with one of us and we're happy to talk more about your journey with you. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate you and all you do. And I know that a number of our listeners will be happy to reach out and learn more and take advantage of that discovery session. Thank you, Shan. It's been so great connecting with you. And congrats on all of the work that you've done in your nutrition. Oh, thank you so much. Learn more about Tamar Samuels and her supportive offerings, including a free discovery session at kulinahealth.com. 